0: We're starting a new series. Uh, Yes, called Deeper. Amen. How many want to go deeper? And what I what we're talking about is discovering your potential and deepening your spiritual life. Amen. Um, If you deepen your spiritual life, um, you will grow grace and faith. Amen. All right. Proverbs chapter three, very familiar passage, very, very familiar passage. I figured if we're going to go deeper, let's start with wisdom. Amen. The Bible says if any man lacks wisdom, let him what? Ask of God and he will give to him without reproach. If you want to go deeper, you're going to need some wisdom. And Proverbs chapter three, verse five says what? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. be wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. I want to talk about in this series deeper, how to strengthen your relationship with God, how to strengthen. If you're going to go deeper, I want to talk about how to strengthen your relationship with the Lord. Amen. It's amazing how many people I've talked to over the years that have told me that they know the Lord. They know of his power. They know of his presence. They know what he's capable of doing. But it's interesting to me that when they begin to transition in life through trials and temptations and struggles, how the truth comes to light as to what they really, really believe. I was in prayer about three weeks ago and I started to look at the condition of the church that God has called me to pastor. And I started to look at the situations of each and every member's life. When you're shepherding, you're supposed to know the condition of the people that you pastor. And I started to realize to myself that we may get the word, but are we going deeper in our relationship with God? God, by way of the Holy Spirit, revealed to me that he wants you to go deeper. In other words, God wants you To go beyond the surface of the relationship with him. He wants intimacy. He wants availability. He wants you to get to know him better. Paul had the same sentiments when he wrote. He says that I may know him. Amen. And the power of the resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his image and likeness. Now, I feel that before we can go deeper, we do have to learn how to deal with the external distractions and doubts, especially in times like this. Last week, I talked to, t- talked to you about the recession. I talked to you about how things are the way they are. And can I tell you, I believe that many of us are losing focus on our faith. Amen. And because we are lacking certain things. Maybe there's a lack in your finances right now. Maybe, amen, your business is not doing well, or maybe there's a struggle in your marriage, or whatever the case may be, amen, there is a lack. And whenever we live in lack or in scarcity, it seems like our focus changes. But I believe, like Habakkuk said last week, that God is doing something in our day. That if he were to tell us, we wouldn't believe it. But I want to say that, yes, it is you that God has chosen. It is you that God wants to use for his glory. But my question to you this morning is, do you want to go deeper? Do you want to strengthen this relationship? Do you want to have hinds feet? That when you're standing on the edge of life, that when you're standing on the edge of a situation that you can hold on in spite of. The book of Proverbs is uh, filled with formulas, prescriptions, amen, life skills lessons, amen. So there's not really a context when you look at a proverb, amen. A proverb, if it can be understood. If it can be decoded, makes a good application for living. Are you with me? You know how some people want to buy self-help books? Well, if you look at the book of Proverbs, it's more than just a self-help book. It's a transforming book. Are you following me? And so, and so the, the writer here is Solomon, who became, who was one of the wisest men that ever lived. The reason why we want wisdom is because when you, when you, when you come to the different sections of life, junctions of life, crossroads in life, here's what we all need to do. You ready? We all need to be able to make a decision. Some of us need to make a decision right now, but we're hesitating because we lack wisdom. We're not sure. We want to, but there's something that's holding you back because you don't have the whole picture. Uh, the The word tells us in the book of Proverbs, it says that you should desire wisdom over money. Are you with me? Now watch this. When Solomon was first appointed king, anointed king, right? Solomon... Ask God for one thing. He says, God, don't give me riches, but give me wisdom. Tell your neighbor, I'm going deeper. He wanted wisdom and watch this. And when God heard his request, this is what God said to him. Because you didn't ask for the life of your enemy. Because you didn't ask for money. Come on. You see, this is the problem with prosperity preaching, right? You, you realize this, right? That you're, you're so focused on money, but you don't have the wisdom to keep the money. For real. See, you can take a dollar and make it into a million dollars. With the right wisdom. If you put it in the the Bible, says, cast your bread on the water. And who knows what will happen? And that's Proverbs. So when God gave Solomon wisdom, watch this, he said, because you didn't ask for money, the life of your enemies, watch this, riches and fame, I'm going to give you all of that. So I got a sneaky suspicion in my sanctified imagination that if I'm going to go deeper, I need what? Oh, thank you Jesus. And so therefore, if I'm going to strengthen my relationship with God, some people believe strengthening their relationship with God is praying more. Amen. Is praising more. Amen. And all that has a part to doing it to do with it, but when times get rough, come on and help me somebody. When stuff just don't look right in your life, how many of you, the first thing you do is pray? Sometimes it's the last thing we do is pray. But when you have a relationship, a deeper relationship with God, let me hope you for a minute. Uh, about seven years ago, no, maybe longer than that, uh, 2015, calculate them numbers for. Look at me, genius. (laughs) I used to worry so much about how I would survive in full-time ministry. Serving God. And I mean, we did it. We went all in. We didn't hesitate. We didn't wait. We went all in because we believed that God has called us to do this. And I used to worry so much. I used to worry so much about all these things about food, clothing, and shelter, and all this other stuff. Oh, we're going to lose this. We ain't never lost anything. Are you with me? After 18 years, we have lost nothing. Thanks be to God, to his glory. Okay, watch this. And the Lord showed me a principle. In Matthew chapter 6. I'm talking about deeper. Matthew chapter 6, right? There, yeah, verse 33, right above verse 33 is verse 32, huh? <laughs> Amen. And there's a little phrase that's tucked away in there. It says, your heavenly father knows. Is that what it said? Is that what it said? It says your heavenly, and I ain't, I ain't crossing lanes here. I'm just showing you a principle. Your heavenly father, what? Knows that you need what? But saints, it was in that moment because my relationship went deeper that I believed that one phrase. And since 2015, I have not worried about anything as it pertains to how I'm going to survive. Because God showed me his word and I believed his word. And I have lived long enough now to see it happen. Tell your neighbor, you're going to see it happen. But here's the thing. It didn't happen just because I wished it. It happened because I believed it. It happened because I had a desire to go what? Oh, come on, help me somebody. And so, so, so that is rewards to wisdom. Look at verse one. He says, my son, this is what happens to us along the way. He says, do not forget what you're not going to remember every sermon. So it's important that you take notes you're not going to remember every scripture, so write down the reference. He says, do not forget my teaching, but let your what? Heart. Keep my what? Hey. For length of days and years of life and what? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, Are you telling me if I don't forget God's teaching, I will have longer days. I'm talking about longevity of life and not just longevity, longevity of life. That's uncomfortable, but a longevity of quality of life that has what? Peace. How many need peace today? Peace. God will lengthen your days, but he'll give you a quality of life that you never had before. Aren't you glad that you can go to his word to find that? Look what he says. He says, and and here's the thing now, when, when you're going up, don't let kindness and what? And truth leave you. Bind them around your what? Write them on the tablet of your heart. Do you not know that your heart is a blank piece of paper every time you come into the presence of God? And what I'm doing now is I'm writing the word of God on it. And if you open your heart and you say, God, I want your word written on my heart, he will write it. I'm getting to my point. So how do you strengthen your relationship? He says, when you allow, you you know why kindness leave us? Because we feel like we got taken advantage of. But don't stop being kind. Just because people have taken advantage of you. Are you following me? Don't return evil for evil, insult for insult. Why? Because he says, I want you to not let it depart. Don't let negative people change you. If they change you, they're just pulling out what was already there. Oh, Write them on the table of your heart. He says, verse 4, so you will find favor and good repute in the sight of God and man. And then he moves into verse 5. And he says this. Trust in the Lord. I'm going to stop right there. And so, if I'm going to strengthen, this is a problem That has plagued the kingdom for a long time. Let me hope you for a minute. There are people who know about God. There are people who believe God. Okay? They know him. They believe him. But for some reason, they can't trust him. For some reason, they can't trust them with their finances. They can't trust them with their faith. They can't trust them with their life. For some reason, there's something going on because the truth be told, we all got a little trust issues. But can I ask you a question? Has God ever done anything suspicious in the relationship to cause you not to trust him? So you have $20, (laughs) exactly $20, and you're sitting in church, and I'm preaching right now about trust. And I hear what you're saying, but the last time I look at my gas tank, stuff ain't looking right. Just like I couldn't see that numbers back there. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, it's a trust issue there. It's a trust issue. So I believe the first thing you have to do to strengthen your relationship with God, here it is. By deepening our trust in the Lord. How do you trust him? You know what? How you how you can prove that you want to deepen this trust in Him? You have to give Him your last. You have to put yourself in a predicament where you got you you're left to see. Okay, all right, God, I hear you. I hear what the pastor said. Now, I, I'm hearing Him, but I'm hearing you through Him. Okay, so here here's what I'm gonna do. I got that last twenty. Deep Deke got it tucked away in his wallet in the back. <laughs> you ever notice you ever knows when you start talking about money in church, how people look the other way? <laughs> it's a truck. I said t- I said we, we have deficit fourteen twenty six. Y'all should I should have a picture. <laughs> Listen, we put the we put the deficit out there. What is it looking like now? Woo, 790. We're down to 790. We got some people who are trusting the Lord. See, the only way to strengthen a re- listen, if sister, sister, you know why we lasted 23 years? We trust each other. We trust each other. Listen, think about your relationships. What's, what, besides arguing. Your husband coming home different times. What's the first thing going through your mind? I need to find her. (laughs) Not where you've been. I need to find her. (laughs) I wish he would come home. See? See, that's the kind of mindset we got up in here. You understand what I'm saying? But if there's trust in the relationship, right? And he comes to the door and says, babe, you know what? I got hung up in my boy's house. You know, we were having a good time. woo." You understand what I'm saying? And, and, and because trust is established and it has never been breached. Come on, somebody. See, here's the thing. You and I, we say we know God, we love God, we praise, we lift our hand, all this kind of stuff. But if God, you can't trust God with that last 20, then what's the deal? He owns a cattle in a thousand hills. The earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, and they that dwell in it. Listen, he woke you up this morning. He started you on your way. He gave you a sound mind. He delivered you. He brought you. He healed you. Come on. Don't forget all that he's done. He's proven himself. And so when it comes down to a deficit. And look, you know that, you know, I can give a little something to you. But but I'm thinking about me. But could it be that this moment is a time for you to, to trust him? The question itself has two possible meanings, you know. Before you attempt to answer the question, here's the question. Can you trust God? In other words, is he... You ready for this? You ready for this? Write this down. Is he dependable in times of adversity? How many of you can say he's dependable? Now, the second meaning is critical. Can you trust God And do you have such a relationship with God and such a confidence in him that you believe that he is with you in adversity? Watch this. Even though you don't see any evidence, that's what trust is. Confidence and with an expectation That even though you, listen, listen, this is what God, this is what Jesus said to doubting Thomas. Listen, if you're going to touch me, don't be, now hold on now. You only call my name Lord because of what you see. And Jesus says, blessed is the man who has not seen, but yet believe. I told you God has been talking to me about this word about believing. And saints, I believe that if we're going to go deeper, we got to ask ourselves a question right now, right this second: Do I trust God? And can I can't say this to you. When we fail to trust God, when we're, we're, we're doubting His sovereignty and we're questioning His goodness, I'm gonna say it one more time: When we fail to trust Him, we are questioning or doubting his sovereignty, we're doubting his sovereignty, and we're questioning his goodness. God views our distrust of him as serious as he views our disobedience. You want to know why some of us are struggling so hard? We don't trust him. We know him. We believe him. But we just won't. Trust means you're all in. I'm throwing it all in and I'm believing that the God I serve is going to show up right on time. Now watch this. He says, trust in the Lord. I got 12 minutes. Trust in the Lord with what? With some? I got a woman way over time. Can't love too. You got to give him all of your heart. You can't give him some of your heart. May I ask you a question? What's, what's conflicting in your heart today? What What's going on in your heart that you can't give him? Why does he want all your heart, though? He wants all or nothing. I'm going to say it one more time. And guess what? Your actions show if you if he really has all of it. Well, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. What do you mean? So, so if you want to deepen your relationship, if you want to strengthen this relationship, sex, second thing you got to do is by deepening our love. See, what, what, why does he want your heart? He just wants you to love him. How many of you love him? You got to trust him, but you got to love him. He says with all your heart. Not, 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 not now. It's not. Now ain't the time to shrink back. Now is not the time to get into your feelings. God wants you to trust him, but God wants your heart. Saints, does he have your heart? And if he has your heart, what percentage does he have? When God has your heart. Oh, I wish I had somebody. No devil in hell can stop you. You may have some moments of weeping. And you may have some adversities that come your way. But when you've given your, all your heart to God, I've given you all my heart. David said, listen, Lord, I, I've given you everything. And when you've given God your full heart, your undivided attention, guess what? He's going to keep your heart from getting broken. Because let me tell you this, if you're loving him with all your heart, those that come around you, they got to come correct. Because he's going to give you wisdom. This is what going deeper looks like. That, that I'm loving him with all my hearts, not just words. Man, we, we, you know, in, in Christianity, we, we're very good imitators. We can imitate somebody's amen. Don't get quiet on me now. (laughs) Come on. We can imitate somebody. Hallelujah. We can imitate somebody's yes, Lord. Okay. But I want to say something to somebody here today. If God has all your heart and you know you've given him all your heart, not 98.2%, but all of it, then you'll find out something about this God. That he'll be more than anything you've ever experienced in this life. That he'll take your brokenness. And he'll take your barrenness. And he'll start, you'll start bearing fruit. You're going to stand tall and you're going to have confidence. Because your heart has been given over to him. You have to deepen your trust. But you got to deepen your love for him. And then he says, and do not lean. Some of you are good at this. Some of you are troubleshooters. Oh, I wish I had a few troubleshooters in here The same man. The moment something go wrong, the moment something don't go, you quick to try to fix it. Matter of fact, you're leaning. This is a cognitive dimension. So we go from the spiritual dimension to the cognitive dimension, and, and watch this, he says, he says, do not lean on your own understanding. Your understanding is your discernment. So the next thing you have to do by depending on him only. Listen, can I tell you something? It's easy to be tempted to trust the wisdom of the world. It's easy to go get a loan. It's easy to call mama and daddy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. It's easy to yeah, pull out the credit card and say, I'm going to pay it later. You understand what I'm saying? And you going on a cruise. Uh, I want to say to somebody here today that when you lead on your own understanding, it may lead you deeper into debt or pursuing things, listen to me real good, that draws you away from God. You're so tired, you can't get to church on Sunday. You can't come to Bible study. What you see, watch this, and what God sees are two different things. And if you are relying on logic in a recession, you're going to lose every time. But if you depend on him. Saints, I want to help somebody here this morning to let you know that you have to depend on God more than anybody else. Stop calling Pookie and Ray Ray. Stop going to the payday loan place and the pawn shop and and depend on God. God gave you that stuff so you can keep it. Not that you can lose it. But you and I have to learn that if we're going to go deeper, you have to rely on him. Listen, the idea conveyed here is simply that you're resting your weight against something to get support. When you lean on your, your, can I ask you, how far has your understanding got you? You tried to figure it out, but you end up where? <laughs> Right where you are now. Broken, that's right. Battered and bruised. I tell you, the rock's gonna cry out, the children gonna cry out, because y'all don't wanna cry out with me. Y'all don't wanna testify with me. But when you're leaning on your own support, when you're trying to support yourself, talking about, I don't need nobody, I can do it by myself. Distance yourself from your family and your friends and your faith community because you thought you had it going on. Uh oh. Hey, your neighbor, I'm going deeper. He says, in all your ways, do not lean on your own understanding. I know you've been trying to figure it out. All right. That, that, that word understanding means literally, it means discernment. But then he says, it, and let, let me say this real quick, okay. Um there's some people who think they know the Bible more than the pastor. They could just sit at home and read the word. I got discernment. How can they hear? How can they be taught? So you need a preacher. You need, you need someone to break it down for you so that you can become better. Don't lean on your own understanding. Just because you know Genesis. Exodus. You with me? Just because you got a study Bible. Man, you need the word. You need a preacher. You need God has sent the preacher to teach you. Watch the text. He says in all. Did I read that already? There's that all again. In all your ways, what? Verse six. See, we all live with knowledge of God. But do we acknowledge God? In other words, do you give him glory? After he brings you out. Before he brings you out. While he's bringing you out. Come on somebody. He says in all your ways. Now the word ways there is, it literally means life, living. He says in all your ways, acknowledge him. That word acknowledge means yada. He wants you to trust God extensively. He wants wants you to trust him so much so that in all and everything you do, you say, to God be the glory. God, I give you the glory for what I'm going through right now. God, I'm not going to trust in myself, but I'm going to acknowledge it was you that brought me out. And so not only do you deepen by depending on him. But by deliberately knowing and following his word. By deliberately what? Knowing and what? Following his word. We are not merely to acknowledge God's lordship over our lives. We are to bring God's truth to bear on in every aspect of our lives. We are to trust him we don't see a way out. We ought to acknowledge that it was God that picked me up. It was God that changed my family. It was God that gave me my mind back. Oh, I give him glory today because when I think back to where I was, see, I want to say to somebody here today You may think deeper means staying longer, but deeper ain't staying longer. Deeper is just knowing that you're giving him credit for everything he done. Folk may talk about you and say, you just talking spiritual all the time, but you give him glory in spite of. If they don't want to hear your spiritual talk, then they better move around. Because you cannot say God in one breath and do something else in the other breath. You got to decide whether or not you're going to keep doing things your way or God's way. Can I ask you a question this morning? How's that working out for you? You've been following a whole lot of rules. You've been following a whole lot of ways. But has the ways of God really guided you throughout what you're going through right now. You see the writer here understood that when you deliberately know and follow the word of God, the word is what's going to bring you out. The word is living, is active, is sharper than any two-edged sword. Is piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit. Of both joints and marrow. And is able to judge the thoughts and the intentions of your heart. God, I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm tired of doing things my way. I took my life in my hands. And I messed it up but thanks be to God he can take a mess up and he can make it over again thank God that he is the potter I am the clay and whatever you want to do with me Lord whatever you want to take me Lord make me over again because I've been holding on to the wrong hands I've been thinking I know it all Because I've been through some stuff. But God. Humble me. Bring me back. To the place. Where I can. Receive. A word. From you. And agree. That I'm going to live. What I hear. Live. What I learn. Why? Because your word. Is true. Teach me, Lord. Teach me. Teach me, Lord. I've been through some stuff, but teach me, Lord, to stop depending on me. All information. Some of us are still quoting stuff we heard from the last church 20 years ago. That didn't work. New information. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Don't 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 miss me with that one. Don't stuff you saw on T, T, TBN and God TV and all that. He says, and he will make your path. What? How many of you want to straighten up? Let me see all the people who want to straighten up. I need some straightening up myself. I need to straighten up. You know why people are getting killed? Because they're out of control. We need some straightening up. But let me ask you this question. The path that you're on right now, whose path is it? Did you cut the grass? Did you make the path? Because when he says he'll make your path straight, it means your path right now is crooked. As a matter of fact, it's so crooked, you end up right back at the dead end. But he can take your crooked path. Oh, come on, help me somebody. What we got to understand about God, he's a God of grace. Stop beating yourself up. You ain't got to live in shame. See, here's the thing. The devil wants you living in shame. He wants you living there because he wants you to stay on that crooked path. Imagine that. Imagine that. And listen, and here's the thing. Some of us, we defend our crooked path. You all know me like that? Like, whoa, come on, say. And we know you're crooked. We know you're running into stuff. You know what what it means that when he says he will make your passion? It's not just straighten it out. Watch this. The word carries the idea of agreeable. What what am I saying? What am I saying? It says that on your path, stuff starts agreeing. You come in agreement with your spouse. Lord have mercy. You come in ingredients with your children. Listen, it won't be one person going this way and another person going the other way. Your past begin to agree. And that last point is by deepening your walk with him. Your walk. You're deepening your walk with him. And that walk is how... You live. When I was young, I I used to love watching the telephone man. They don't have that right now. Uh, We used to look outside and see the telephone. You ever seen the telephone man climbing the pole? Uh To me, he was like Superman. I'm like, man, he can climb the telephone pole. He's Superman. It just seems to be Like, wow, look at him. But one day I got a chance to really talk to a telephone man. Trying to find out how he managed to get up and down the pole so easily. Going up and down. Here's what he explained. He said, first of all, the shoes, his shoes had spikes. Secondly, he explained in climbing, he made it a point to rest against his belt so that he could get a firm implant with his shoes. The telephone man was admitting that as a young man, he really didn't know how to do it, nor did he trust the belt. Instead, he was resting in the belt. He would slide up and down the pole, and as a result, he got quite a few splinters. Many of us Because we refuse to trust God, we keep getting splinters in life. Things that keep sticking us that we can't get over. Things that keep jabbing us that we can't get around. Watch this. We will continue to get splinters until we learn to trust God. Like the telephone man trusted the belt. When you put all your confidence in the word, your jabs, your splinters are going to be few. I want to say to somebody here today, listen, the devil been busy. And this is your moment. Aren't you tired of getting stuck? Aren't you tired of the splinters? You know God. But maybe you're using your own understanding. And so if you're here today. And you want to come today. I want to pray for you. That you can give your heart. To the Lord. Lord. That you can come this morning and say, God, I want to go deeper. But I want to trust you. Because I got some trust issues. I've trusted in churches. I've trusted in men in the pulpit. I've trusted in people in the church. And I've been let down. But today, Lord. I want to take my eyes off of people. And I'm going to put my trust in you. I want to trust you, Jesus. I want to trust you more. I want to stop thinking I know everything, leaning on my own understanding. That ain't getting me nowhere because every time somebody asks you something, you got to answer. You know more than them. Uh-huh. Would you come today? I want to pray for you this morning if you need prayer. It's a critical moment right now in your life because God is intersecting with your life. You're at that crossroad right now. And if you just, you're just here today, you're a believer, and maybe you've fallen away from the Lord, and maybe you want to be restored today. Maybe you want to be restored back to the Lord. Uh, you can come this morning, and we'll pray the prayer of restoration So that you can give your heart back to Jesus. Why would you chance it to leave here not knowing what the next second will bring? So if you're here today, if you're here today and you want to be restored back to the Lord, would you come this morning?